Let thy soul be awakened. All right, we're recording. You wanted we to just, just jump doing, in. Yeah, we were just doing um, our warm ups, which. <laughs> our vocal warm ups? Yeah. Do re mi fa so. Yeah. Those are then, like us. Uh, and then I, I totally revealed that I don't really know the specific. Um, uh, titles of, of singers i was like remington were you a soprano he's like soprano <laughs> yeah that's a really high voice usually female yeah voice. i think i was thinking more like tony soprano so mafia chorus <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um i was in the chorus in high school okay and it was the biggest regret and mistake of my life really what yeah what would you sing like what songs? Yeah. The only thing I remember was like a piece from uh, Godspell that play Godspell. Um, I don't know it. Godspell? It's like a famous. Um, it's like um, I think it's right up there, probably with Hair. I know Hair, but I don't know Godspell, which is is, is kind of tragic because I thought I knew a lot about. Oh yeah, you're so into Broadway the plays. The huh? uh yeah, Broadway productions. You know that my uncle was the stage manager for all of the original and first Broadway productions of Hair. And No, I didn't know that, actually. So he was completely involved in the first production of Hair. And then they had an offshoot um, called, like, Rainbow, which was another less famous play because they didn't make a movie out of it, and then he directed that. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. He was also in the first, as an actor, he was in the first West Side Story, Broadway production of West Side Story. I knew that. So he must have known Christopher Walken because Christopher Walken was in the chorus of the first You West only Side know Story. that because I told you that because I looked at no, the original playbook. I went down a whole rabbit hole of Christopher Walken because I was like, what? He was on the boat with Natalie Wood? There's so much. And then I was like, What? He was in the chorus with your uncle? Yeah, but my uncle had a part. Yeah. He was a he had a principal part. Who did he play? Mouthpiece. Okay. He was one of the sharks. Oh wow. Um and then he went on tour and he went to London. Mm -hmm. Um and he was in the London production, which was all in the West End, and I finally looked it up and it was that huge theater that's kinda like cool. I mean, it's all Edwardian architecture down yeah. there. But it was kind of more gothic-y big, and it's where the big Harry Potter yeah, play Yeah, so they're like that's, all these gargoyles. That's what like Broadway has turned into now. It's like the Harry Potter slash Spider-Man slash brought to you by I Marvel know. Comics slash Lady Gaga slash um, what else? I'm, what else? The Nike musical. Ugh. Nike the musical. It's Pfizer. <laughs> Pfizer the musical. Yeah. Moderna the musical. Well, we also, speaking of musicals, we watched that show yesterday, which is like, it's like a Wizard of Oz type big fish where this couple, they're on like a retreat to restore their relationship. Don't, I can't believe you're talking about this. This is the worst, I the know. most boring. I forgot about it. I don't even know how to say don't it. Don't torture but I'm sure. these poor listeners. Okay, but all I'm saying is the show was torturous and I was like, I really like musicals and I feel like the music wasn't very catchy. No, memorable. if you're going to translate, you don't even remember the name of the show, so you can't even tell anybody. Well, now I remember it and I'm not going to say it just because I don't want to give it any uh, promotion. No, but you should say it so it sounds like we know what we're talking about. 
Schmegagon? So you don't even know it. Um, I'm going to say if you're going to translate a musical to TV, yeah, uh, the music has to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And the music wasn't catchy. But I don't care. I want to talk about my uncle and yeah, let's my talk about, like, lineage let's talk of about Broadway productions yeah. here. So why are you taking away from some lame television show? Sorry. Broadway, like, that takes some serious shit to, like, sing and act. And that's, like, serious training. Yeah. Um, although it's interesting to think that someone back in those days, you could grow up in New York City and getting a job in Broadway was, like, a viable option yeah like i can't imagine now like moving to new york city to be like i'm gonna make it in broadway um but my uncle the first broadway production is pretty cool and then i I wanted to i was still trying to talk about the west end in that Mm. area which we saw our friend leanne yeah in that play which was pretty cool because there was a huge billboard and we're walking down the street starstruck when we saw her and it's like there's our friend then we she was supposed to hop on the podcast for gemini season but (laughs) maybe next year (laughs) i think she was trying to get laid (laughs) she was it was like talking to some guy amazing uh so hopefully i support that um i would have supported the podcast more Mm. Um, but anyhow, my, I think it was pretty cool that my uncle was in that first production and then growing up, he was involved with, uh, the King and I was the, one of the big plays. Okay. Like Yule Brenner was like the actor in it. He, he did a lot of, by the time I was born, he was, wasn't acting so much. He was stage managing and directing. And then he spent some time, he lived all over Europe and then in Israel for a long time, um, I think directing another production of West Side Story. Really? Like in the 80s. And I used to have all the tickets. They were all in Hebrew um, for the play. And I wish my mom say, I don't know what happened to those. That is so happened cool. To those. be in the shed. Yeah, the, the famous <laughs> shed that my yeah. mom got. It's like a little house. Yeah. Um, if all it's goes to pot, spacious. maybe we can move into the shed. Exactly. In the middle of Vermont. I know where I'll put my bed. Our bed. Uh, your bed? <coughs> Wait, well, what's going on? Well, it looks like there's only, like a tw- there's only enough room for a twin-size bed. So. Right. Okay, fine. Um, but anyhow, all the Broadway stuff was cool, and he used to take me to shows when I was a kid because he knew where to get all the tickets. And then his longtime girlfriend that I grew up with, essentially as my aunt, she did lighting production for cool. a lot of Broadway theaters and stuff. Wow. And then my dad did a lot of off-Broadway, which I wish I got to see that when I was born because he kind of went off on the deep end and the meditation yoga, yoga train. Yeah. But he was doing a lot of that. Like he was getting paid as an actor in New York. Um, That's really like cool. Summer productions and stuff. I, I feel like maybe off-Broadway could still be an experimental place. I just don't know much about it. I I don't know now. I think you have to go off off off, off, off Broadway. Broadway. I think yeah. off Broadway now is like as as big and as cool and as mainstream. I think there's right. even like off Broadway the musical Adidas. <laughs> you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> brought to you by Supreme. Oh my god. Um but we did watch you in, ha, made me, it was like my dad, you made me watch that Armenian art film yeah. last night, The, the Color, Color of Pomegranates. Pomegranates. Yeah. Uh, with our friend who is Armenian. Right, I lined oh, it up. I wasn't, I was like, wait, whose idea was this? Was it was this, mine. 
So you're like, oh, you're Armenian. Let's watch the longest, potentially most boring film of all time. It actually wasn't that long. It was 80 minutes, which is an hour and 20. That's like, that's a, it seemed that's long, like almost but I, short film. I was wondering, if, I was like, is she enjoying it? Because I started to feel as if her um, subtle body uh, Left the was room. starting to like <laughs> renounce her Armenian heritage no. in the middle of watching that film. No, yeah. I was. Well, I don't know what I don't know what that says about me, but I I um, okay. So I watched this Lady Gaga video, and I was like, oh my god, this is such an El Topo ripoff. And then I looked up who directed the video. Wait, what video? It's called Nine One One. I thought it was Stupid Love or something. Yeah, but it's like there's something about nine one call nine one one. No, I but don't the know. song I think is "Stupid Love" or something. It, okay, okay, yeah, maybe it's called "Stupid Love," um, but there's a nine one one there if someone wants to look it up. And at the beginning, I was like, "Oh, this is El Topo." I look up the director. I look up the interpretation of the video, and they're like, heavily inspired by "Color of Pomegranates." I had wanted to see that movie for a really long time, and then our friend who I want to spend a little time with before. She moves. I was like, oh, she, let's do a movie night because she's Armenian and the film's Armenian. So all Armenians would enjoy this film. I mean, excruciating. This not. is as like excruciating art film as it gets. I actually did really <laughs> like it, but it's you not. You seemed really into it. Well, I like films that are meditative and, and there isn't really a narrative. Yeah. So some of my favorite films of all time are My Dinner with Andre, which is just a conversation. Love that movie. Uh, I, I get so sick. Also, of, I think that's like eighty minutes long. I get so sick of plot sometimes, and then I love the movie Slacker. Yes. And Slacker is just like when I first saw that movie, I just so fell in love with it because you're following this character, and I was like, okay, this must be the 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 lead, and then it just veers off. It's just all these vignettes. Yeah. And scenes. And there's no real narrative. Like, there's no story. There isn't a plot. And I just think more stuff like that needs to get made. So as much as I like yeah. to harp on, like, art films, I wish more stuff like, like The Color of Pomegranates got made. I agree. But when it gets made now, it seems completely disingenuous. And it just yeah. feels so fake and flat. And then... That's why I was looking at that Lady Gaga video because they inspire the visuals, but it's a thousand percent meaningless and it's void of any true symbolism. Yeah. And Hollywood drives me crazy because they try to create symbolism, but it's fake symbolism. Mm -hmm. And the whole point in in magic, for example, it, in a symbol, really holds the archetype energy that goes into a higher consciousness. Even Dion Fortune, who's one of my favorite magical writers, she talks about Kabbalah and how the mystics use the language of symbols mm -hmm. and it transcends your consciousness and you go into a deeper place. So when you look at a symbol, whether an onk, I'm looking at the pentagram on our wall, that has so much psychic energy, so much archetypal energy built up that the symbol itself becomes a vibration of that. Yeah. And I think some of those really good films where that was just shot like point of like the camera was just that one angle and it was different vignettes of different, you know, it was just a poet. The whole thing was a poetic, was a poem, really. Absolutely. And they just filmed these scenes 
that really didn't rely on dialogue and it was super visual. I felt like it was a visual painting, each scene in itself. And I also, I think what, what it also brought is you're, you're witnessing these rituals. I really felt like I was, I was in a meditative headspace. I also, whenever I recommend a movie, I, just so you know, the first 20 minutes, I get a little nervous that everyone's like, why the hell are we watching this? <laughs> so, so I had to surrender that uh, anxiety because I was like, well, I want to see it. And everyone else is like, if you, if you want to leave, you can, whatever. No, I, but, I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. like, I live here. Yeah, but you seemed pretty, <clears throat> I, I, you know, I was feeling the room. I was like, everyone seems to be into it. Even the dog was like, I'm sitting up and I'm watching this right now. But um, The dog did fall asleep, and it was interesting that right at the end, like the credit was like <laughs> the end, the dog woke up right then. Yeah, like I think new. the dog's think, seen the film before. Yeah, the dog was like this shit again. What if we find out the dog was actually the filmmaker reincarnated? Mm, I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure. I, You know, in magic, we don't. We don't really prescribe to the, all the animal incarnations. There's a whole collective an, uh, animal spirit energy. They have their own karma and the things they're working out. And then there's the human incarnations. Can you, so there's no, like, I was an animal for many years and then I, and then I upgraded to, or it's not even, you know, you yoga, yoga teaches that. And I've heard it in Buddhist teachings The magical teachings are different. Okay. And I prescribe more to those teachings. Maybe at some point our soul I mean, it's all sort of one living vibration of the cosmos. So at some point, but I think the magic, we don't inter individually anthropomorphize the soul that went through. Like I was a mouse and then I was like a dragonfly. Then I was a cat and a dog, a dolphin, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, but, you know, other traditions talk about it that way. Um, the chances of being uh, human and then incarnating as a dog that doesn't fly in magic, but, you know, who knows for sure. Mm -hmm. So, no, I do not think the dog was the director. Okay. <laughs> but you're free to think that. Maybe the dog was one of the, the lambs in the film. I I think you're striving. I think you're trying to I'm make stretching. it too deep. Yeah, yeah. It's just the dog fell asleep and then woke <laughs> up right at the end because it was like, finally, this piece of shit is over. You did not think and it was a piece of shit. <laughs> no, I like it. I think more, like I said, more things like that need See, to be. See, if I were to make a film, it would literally probably be like that. Um, because my, my biggest, um, I guess where you really gravitate towards dialogue, I'm more of a visual person and I don't hear like I'm not like thinking of like characters talking to each other like I'm always just thinking of like I'd like dialogue the picture uh, true um that's no I actually think it's a really cool film the garden of pomegranates the color of or the color of sorry the garden of pomegranates is a book by Israel Rigardi okay on uh mystical Kabbalah oh okay um which Somewhere. So what we is it? We what own is the pomegranate? That is there any um, significance? Is it French for a hand grenade? No. Yeah. Is it? I think oh, so. I didn't know Something that. like that. Um, yeah, there are always this fruit. Uh, you know, I actually don't even know why I named the book that, other than on the tree of life, some of the Sephiroth, especially Malkuth, the tenth Sephiroth, is considered the fruit of the mm. tree. And mm. so we're incarnated in Malkuth. So if you really go deeper, we're living in the fruits of the tree. 
So um, really, this is just, uh, it's like Candyland, but it's like Fruit Town. I liked watching the film, knowing what I know about Kabbalah and looking at doing color interpretation of the scenes. And I said this last night, but there was like, there was a lot of emphasis on the color black and red. And I was like, oh, that's, those are the colors that live in the pillar of severity. And a lot of the themes of the film were about torment and sorrow. And it just kind of, I mean, there's it's not only in that pillar that like torment and sorrow exists. Like there's obviously positive sides of those, uh, of, of that, um, on the tree. But I just, I felt like I surrender any idea of knowing what I'm actually watching. And I just, I think it's like, I like to think that it's just up for my own interpretation. Yeah. I think the film, that film's a meditation. Yeah. But I sincerely really like Jodorowsky because he is um, knowledgeable with the Kabbalistic symbols. Mm -hmm. He's knowledgeable of tarot. And uh, he ties a lot of that in. And there's a lot of deep teachings, especially in El Topo. Yeah. Um, And so, but I think he would have definitely been inspired by this film. Um, And it's cool. I mean, it's like you just, they don't, nothing like that ever gets made anymore. Yeah. Um, so you don't, it's rare that you watch a meditation type of movie or now like, or it's just so like polished and it just loses its life. Yeah. There's I like the that. imperfection of it. You can see the set like shake and wobble and there's just props with like carpets and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it was cool. Well, we can do that. Like we can just make that. Yeah. Well, I think there's, if like taking that model of color of pomegranates and interpreting each because i was like oh that scene that woman looks like the queen of swords and like just how everyone the movement of it too it's like it's very choreographed and i did see i was like there could be a story of like the beginning like going through the major arcana um yeah uh that would i've actually thought of doing something like that whether it's tarot or going through different sephiroth or different lessons whether it's major arcana Court cards is carry. There's a lot, a lot to work with. You know, that's what's cool about magic is you have all these symbols and numbers and letters and colors and things, and you can just tie it all in. But I do feel like a lot of artists just somehow tap in. Yeah. Uh, even like 2001 Space Odyssey, there's a lot of symbols in there. Um, and I remember, I feel like it's the number 17 related to when they were using the video like conference call in mm-hmm. that and i always associate 17 with the star card and they were like in space and there's just cool stuff you know yeah i just think really good artists they just tap into some higher consciousness definitely you know whether they're like intellectually trained usually when somebody's intellectually trained and it's so intentional it feels forced as well so then it just seems lame yeah or it's like that lady gaga video i Okay, can we just briefly talk about this for a second? Like, is it that the veil has been lifted and people can just see through the shtick of Lady Gaga? Or is it that, like, that sort of pop star um, branding just doesn't work? Or maybe it does work and I'm just the one that doesn't get it anymore. It's two things. What? Art is dead. Art is dead, okay. <laughs> and they're just living in a totally ridiculous timeline of COVID schlock. Yeah. Everybody's standards just gets lower and lower and lower. And I always think about this. I'm like, 
maybe I'm just evol- maybe my consciousness is evolving. The things that I used to think were good, like we go to a restaurant, like oh, I used to love this place in L.A. And then it's just bad. Everything's bad and lazy right now. And yeah. so I don't know if it's, are we in accelerated time? This is why I'm always thinking, is it a different timeline? Or they're just falling off the deep end? Or is art dead? Because what's going to happen? You have like more and more people, they're getting all of their consumption through like social media, for mm-hmm. example. And I'm not, you know, I utilize social media every single day. And I, I think it's a wonderful tool. Um, but people just gravitate towards the biggest things. And so are you really seeing art? You know, yeah. are you really seeing the color of pomegranates? It's just not happening. You have to really now. search, I think. Um, but I think then art, like people get influenced. So then they watch that Lady Gaga video, mm-hmm. maybe misconstruing it as deep art or high art. Yeah. And it's not. I also want to comment the visuals of that video. Her tattoos throw the whole thing off. Yeah. She should have covered them up for this. Yeah. They should have airbrushed it out or something. Yeah. Flame. Yeah. The flame post flame production. The little monsters could have gone crazy though if they saw her tattoos were not there. But you worked on a bunch of Lady Gaga videos. I worked on one Lady Gaga video. Oh, okay. I like that John yeah. Wayne or what she was, was it called? Awesome. What I video? Have to say John Wayne. Yeah. That's a cool video. It, it was I used, so cool. Uh, you don't understand. I loved Lady Gaga. I still love her, even though like it's a lot. She's on like a lot of drugs. Okay, but she was so amazing. I remember I was like watching her perform, and she had so much energy. She was just like this ball of fire. It was like right before she was going to perform at Super Bowl. Her team was really sweet. Like her mom was on set. I thought it was. I was like, I'm having like a little monster experience right now because I'm literally like 10 feet away from her and she's like performing. And I don't know. I feel like I really cherish, I really cherish that shoot day. Well, she's on my top list of people <laughs> I've wanted to do readings for. I think but she'd then be I really saw, open to but, it. But then I saw some interview with her about how much like pharmaceutical drugs she's on and yeah. she's sitting like with Bill Gates. And now I'm like, eh. You know? Yeah. They just took your soul, man. I She's I even know. in my numerology book as an example of someone who has a bunch of tens and who, yeah. who and 10 is the number of star power. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yes, I still like her and I think she has a lot of talent, but that video is disappointing. It was, and I don't really blame her. Yeah. You know, it's not like the, it's not all on her. Yeah. At all, you know, but. The if anybody listening, you want to watch a meditative art film, um, color of I color have, of pomegranates. Yeah. And if you want to read a book on Kabbalah, that's pretty good by Israel Regardi. Read the Garden of Pomegranates. Yeah. Can I just say one more thing about no. the Lady Gaga video, please? No. Come no. on, I just want to mention <laughs> it because why are you asking? You me didn't. That? You didn't um, see it yesterday because you were like, "Turn the volume down. This song is terrible." The song is not good to me. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. But um, anyway, sh- um, at the very end of the video, so there's like you see all everything. Okay, watching Color of Pomegranates and then watching this Lady Gaga video, you see the schlock in it and all this fake symbolism. But the worst part of it the most offensive part of it all, even offensive to the filmmaker of color of pomegranates is that at the very end, she's like laying down on the ground. There's like ambulances surrounding her and you look up and there's, um, there's this billboard 
that has LG Samsung on it flashing. And then like the video ends. But I was like, it's Samsung billboard. Yeah, so Samsung. This video is brought to you by Samsung. Basically paid for Samsung. Moderna, some of the music Johnson and Johnson, Nike. It killed uh, Bill me. Gates, uh, Apple computers. I just, but I feel like there's just no. In- I mean, if that wasn't there, I still would be like, this video doesn't have that much integrity. But since it was there, I feel like it has zero integrity. Oh. Okay, I'm going to rewatch that. You My have God. to. Everything's gone to shit. It's the two timelines. So hopefully if you're listening, you're in the timeline, the fast accelerated timeline of prosperity, art, culture, and intelligence. Yes. Um, brought to you by True Art. Um, <laughs> but I think Lady Gaga is an interesting segue into uh, Leo season, which we just entered. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did discuss Leo a bit on the hot mystic summer because Mars went into Leo. That's right. Um, yeah. But uh, I did use Lady Gaga as an example of 10 numerology in the book. And there's some really good celebrity examples. Um, and uh, Gina and I researched this. Uh, and then we had another friend who did a lot of Googling, who's like an avid avid researcher and sent oh, a lot of I good forgot. um shakti sita wonderful yeah. helped us out a lot but um i've often referred to i'll use celebrity numerology as as good learning uh and lady gaga just has a couple of tens and 10 is the number of star power and i think she really embodies that type of energy field and 10 is really putting yourself out there so a lot of the principles of 10 uh, tie into a lot of the principles of Leo. Mm, and Leo yeah. is like a celebrity. Leo is a star. Every man and woman is a star, is the magical teaching. And that really, we are all meant to come into our greatness. And we're all meant to come into this sort of celebrity, meaning we can celebrate ourselves and you should have the confidence to celebrate who you are. And then we can celebrate each other. And then it's today we're actually recording. It just happens to be the full moon in Aquarius. Aquarius is opposite uh, Leo. So I've mentioned this before, but the full moon is always opposite the sun sign. Mm -hmm. And then the new moon is the same. So we'll be coming into new moon and Leo in like two weeks. But uh, as of recording this, and I always like this dynamic of the self empowerment of Leo the opposite spectrum of Aquarius is community and humanity. Mm-hmm. And the idea there with that really evolved dynamic is then we have a community of like empowered, involved, incur- or of evolved and encouraging people that really celebrate each other. Yeah. So it's sort of like the, the mystic magical dream of how the planet can and, and should be. And hopefully the direction that we're going since we're in the Aquarian age, but it's Leo time. So, uh, it's still hot mystics. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I do have to say what I, one of the lessons and what I love about Leos is that they just, they go for it. They're just, you know, I think the biggest thing about Leos is that they make their birthday, like the biggest deal ever. <laughs> the high holy days. Yes. Of birth. The high holy days of birth. <laughs> and, I kind of appreciate it. I mean, when you have a Leo as a friend, you're like, okay, I need to take out a loan for this birthday. But um, Do you know any people from the Church of Satan? No. I do. 
And okay. <laughs> the birthday is the most important day. It's the okay. most important holiday. So, oh, we did talk about this. Leos are Satanists. I, I, I don't know if I said that, but um, okay. <laughs> it's a crossover. I, yeah. Sure, the rap with Leos, they get a bad rap. They're full of shit. They're taking selfies. They love their birthday, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think it's good to have self-confidence. I think it's great to celebrate yourself, too. I'm... With, I'm like a weirdo on my birthday, and I'm just getting better. I mean, you've had to witness it like every year. Yeah, I was starting to question if you had some crazy deep-seated trauma, abuse that you've been kept keeping secret from me. No. Like I'm like, who? Like, what are your parents? What did they do? <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, dad's just being loving and supportive. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the hell? But um. Anyhow, it's Leo season. So stand in that boldness, yeah. stand in your confidence, lead from your heart. Um, and I know we touched a lot on this, um, you know, in, in the tarot, the Leo card, there's a few cards that are attributed to Leo. Um, in fact, within the tarot, all of the lesser arcana. So those are like from, well, there's the aces are sort of its own things, and then it's cards two through ten. You know, two of wands, three of wands, whatever, mm. five of cups, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the lesser arcana. Leo is a fixed sign, and uh, cards uh, five, six, and seven in the tarot are always the fixed signs of whatever the element is. Right. So Leo is a fire sign, so the Leo cards are the five of wands, the six of wands and the seven of wands. Um, what sort of traits come from a fixed sign other than being stubborn? Um, good question. Well, <laughs> fixed sign is very stubborn. Uh, but I think I've mentioned this before, but I always phrase it how the fixed sign comes in the middle of the season. Mm -hmm. Right? So it even comes in the middle of the tarot. You have two threes and fours are the cardinal signs. Right, like Aries is the cardinal sign of fire. Two of wands is uh, Mars and Aries. Three of wands is Sun and Aries. And then we move into, so that begins the season. So in the Northern Hemisphere, the cardinal sign will say, let's go with fire since we're dealing with Leo. That starts spring. And so we have this energy. And then, well, then we get to the fixed sign of spring is Taurus, for example, uh, then we move into summer. So we just dealt with cancer as the cardinal sign in, of summer in the northern hemisphere. And that's the two of cups, three of cups, four of cups are all cancer cards. Two of cups is Venus in cancer. We have Mercury in cancer. We have um, four of cups, which is another cancer. I'm totally, oh, was, sorry. Uh, we have moon in cancer. Mm -hmm. Um so that cardinal energy, the fix that starts the season, the fixed energy holds the space. Okay. So you need the rigid energy of the fixed sign to hold the space. So spring or summer, whatever the season is, doesn't go anywhere. Mm. Then we move into the mutable energy. So the mutable energy of, say, summer that comes after Leo uh, is Virgo. So cards 8, 9, and 10 are Virgo cards of earth mm -hmm. so i hope that sort of makes sense so you kind of as you advance in tarot and you know if you pull a five six or a seven and whatever the suit is like five six and seven of cups are all scorpio cards and that's the fixed sign of water mm -hmm. so you're they're holding it down right 
Um, and so fixed just holds the space. So the fix a- is always keeping it real. Yeah. Okay. You know, Cardinal's like, let's start something new. Let's go. Come on, guys. Yeah. Then fixed is like, cool, but fixed is endurance. Right. Right. So it, it like fixed signs are strong and they endure. I see that a lot. And I mean, I see that a lot in you and then other fixed signs that I know. And then the mutable signs switch, right? Look at Virgo, mutable sign, northern hemisphere, summer. It's like, ah, it's a little hot. It gets a little cool. You hint on fall. You know, it goes back and forth. So we're in fixed sign season. So you can really, like, plant more roots, really define things in your life. Okay. Have more gumption. And um, it's... uh, each energy field is very important, but let's use the fixed sign to really stay the course. Mm-hmm. Fixed sign isn't going to veer off course. Okay. Sure. The negative side is it's so it's stuck in a rut and doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, but f- like, so you, we all have to use all of it. And so you can look at your chart. I probably have more fixed energy because I have a lot of Aquarius. Oh yeah. That's which the is the fixed sign of air. Oh, right. Okay. And then a lot of Scorpio, which is a fixed sign of water. So it's that's probably why we, we work well together, because you'll be, like, very stubborn and stern about something. And then I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm over it. Because you're a cardinal sign of Aries with a yeah. fair amount of Aries and an Aries rising. Yeah, I think it's a great dynamic because we that helps me get started more. Where mm-hmm. And throughout my life, I've just been like, okay, well... Like, here I am sort of doing the same thing. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah. We, I mean, we got to use all of it. But look at your friends and your relationships and see what signs it really helps. Yeah. But right now, we're fixed and empowered in it. So, the fixed signs are more they're more stable. Um, so, get, like, rooted in your greatness right mm. now. Um, so, the five, six, and sevens of wands are the Leo cards. Uh, five of Wands is Strife, that is Saturn and Leo. So Saturn just, it's like putting the kibosh. It's just like, where are you making this fucking hard? Because yeah. like, Leo I'm trying to like have a good time right Leo now. Leo wants <laughs> to have to a big party. Yeah. It's a party energy. Leo's a party girl. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but uh, on an evolved level, we really can use that. Um, you know, we're having a collective experience with humanity. We could make it fun. Um, so that five of wands is like, where are you, where are you blocking it? And then another way to look at it is that it might be a hint of maybe you got to button up a little, you're mm-hmm. being way too reckless. You got to hone that Saturn in time to yeah. grow up. And then the six of wands, one of my favorite cards, victory is Jupiter and Leo. And, um, this is like the, all the sixes in the tarot are the center fix card, and they're all really good cards. The sixes. Mm-hmm. They're all oh, great yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, and they all come from the center of the tree, from Tifereth. Uh, so that's that energy of victory, this mm. victory of wisdom. So that's Jupiter's wisdom. So it's really cool energy. Like you really can have victories right now. And then the seven of wands, which we talked about, is that Mars in um, Leo, the George Clooney. Oh, which yeah. is the long hair haircut, George Clooney. Yes. The short hair and his leather pants. Um, and that's like real, very authentic and activated and it's moving forward. 
Then there is the single-handedly the card of Leo that is just attributed to Leo is the strength card in the tarot. And in the deck that I use, the Thoth deck, it's called the Lust card. Mm -hmm. So the Lust card is the strength card. And the Lust card... So what I was taught about that and why it's called the Lust card is because our greatest drive and our, our, our greatest lust and our thirst is for our spiritual evolution. And then from there, that is what gives us our greatest strength. So when you like, when you really have that, um, you're really going to go places. And that card has a lot of deep symbolism. Mm. Uh, then other, like the strength card in other decks. And that card, the lust card of the Thoth deck, uh, you see this woman riding this multi-headed beast. And then underneath the beast, you can actually see this little ghost of a character, like a yeah. priest, like praying with little prayer hands emojis right. there. And the spiritual teaching of that, that card is actually the new paradigm. And it's actually considered the embodiment and the, all of the power of women and the feminine awakening again. Mm. And that's what's happening in this consciousness. And so in a way, that card is literally dismantling the patriarchy. And you can look at uh, those faces, and these were the old oppressors, and, and that's the old consciousness. Mm -hmm. So it's this season and this energy that we really make strides into the advancement of the consciousness of humanity on the opposite spectrum of Aquarian, which is that we are entering the age of Aquarius. Okay. So that card is really deep. And the unevolved misconstrued the lust as like just running around with like, you know, with, your <laughs> with a big boner. Yeah. <laughs> or being all well, with, moist. With like your boobs out. You yeah. Know? Tits out, ready to r r <laughs> jam yeah. it out with your clam out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like a lower version of that yeah. card, but she's naked to represent authenticity. Right, so these are this, those, those lessons of Leo. Our vulnerability, through, true vulnerability creates that true empowerment. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, another level is just lust for life. Yeah. Um, but there are so many coded symbols in that card. It's very interesting. And it really is a teaching of sort of, regardless of patriarchy, it's just the dismantling of the old ways. And she rides this lion. Yeah. In like other decks, she has the lion as a pet mm. and she has tamed the lion. Interesting. So this card says that's old consciousness too of strength, as if you had to tame, as if you had some authority. Right. This one, you're like, I'm going to ride the motherfucking lion. Yeah. And, um, and so it's, it's invigorating, it's empowered and it's fucking awesome. And that's this season right now. Amazing. Um, and we move into the high holy days energy. Yes. What is that again? Just kidding. <laughs> Wait, what? You've been working on workshops with me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was, that was, I was setting you up. Oh, well, you should just say <laughs> that is, um, well, we, this is a very charged time of the year oh, can that we we're actually, about to enter. Can we emphasize too, because it's, it's literally just a time of the year. It's not like a season. It's not, oh, because we're in 
the northern hemisphere we celebrate okay the high you're holy days. totally getting what why are you even mentioning that because it's i feel the like high it's holy important. Days. i don't know i just because you accidentally once wrote high holy days of summer yeah and <laughs> now you, you don't you're just confusing everyone babe. okay just we, forget we it these are the high ho- these <laughs> it's the high holy days okay i don't care where you are on planet earth this actually has to do with uh, the dog star system, Sirius, and the sun. It's, it's less about the earth. Mm-hmm. Just know that this is the time that the tremendous blessings from the center of the universe come through. Are you serious? Yes. That was I'm a joke. totally serious about this. <laughs> so it's a highly charged time. Yeah. And it's time to receive. And we work with so much goddess energy. Um, and we work with Sirius the dog star and the deeper teaching is that there is a hidden planet orbiting that system and that planet incarnated on that planet are sort of like earthlings like our twins almost that are um living their most sort of evolved life Hmm. so it's kind of the aspiration of what humanity can be and we feel it in this time of year um and it just for the next couple thousand years, it's even heightened because we're in the Aquarian age. Yeah. And Aquarian energy is about humanity, and it is about the collective. And its high ideal is that we have a planet working well together, mm-hmm. and that there's enough for all that's tremendously abundant and prosperous existence and planet that we live on. Yeah. When do you think that we're gonna get there? Well, we are there. Well, yeah, but the choice is yours now. Okay. It's up to the individual to be there now. Okay. It may take a little more work, um, but we're living it. Yeah. This is the timeline. So choose this one. Okay. You know, I mean, you want to like fall back into the old timeline. Aquarius is all this trauma. All no, that, I don't want know. to. Are you saying you like I know, I'm just universal a, you? Yeah, universal oh, okay. you. Okay. Universal. <laughs> the Yoniverse okay. universal. I'm, like, I'm in this timeline. It's the with Yoniverse you. timeline of prosperity. Okay. As you, as a theoretical third party something. There's Got probably it. a proper English term word. I don't know because I don't know grammar. Okay. Really, for shit. I, I was pretty good at grammar, but we can keep going. We can keep, move on. You know? um, yeah, so this just know that this is the time. This is why we're doing this workshop. Yeah. And the first time I ever taught this was last year, and now I'm going to make it a regular thing, mostly because I got slightly annoyed of all the 8-8 Lionsgate narratives. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, oh, here we go. It's just more new age corruption into like (laughs) deep teachings that nobody knows what they're like why they're talking about it Mm -hmm. this time Uh, some astrologers know and we have Sirius is more visible but um we're really ending a much longer it's not just one day so it's a much longer time frame it really is happens like 30 days before you could feel it oh. happens during which is about a 30 day period and then a, about a month after okay so um like we're we're just we're really coming in it now mm. so i would say take the workshop and it's going to go a lot deeper in yeah. how we access this energy and how we utilize the energy of these goddesses and how we get centered in the center of the universe and the blessings come from there.
Well, it's funny because you were talking about, you were like, should we call it infinite un- infinite center versus galactic center? And I was thinking, I was like, well, we could, if you put the 8-8 eight eight on its side, it's infinity. So it maybe, you know, for marketing purposes, infinite. Why are you revealing our marketing <laughs> secrets? Yeah, no, that makes sense. It is infinite. It's not really galactic center. I like that phrase, galactic center. And Me you can too. use it in astrology. But this is deeper. This is the core. This is the center of you. Yeah. Within you is an infinite uh, universe. Yeah. And then we get centered. I always meditated on like no matter if the universe is infinite, no matter where you are, you're always dead center because it's infinite. So it's just that center you have to go within. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that old Tootsie Roll marketing how many licks does it get to the center of a Tootsie Roll? Oh, yeah. I don't know if they still It was like a little that. owl. Yeah, it was like Saturday yeah. morning cartoons. Yeah. And then, which was brilliant because how many kids are like, let's find out. And then they're like, got to get Tootsie Roll candy. Oh, my God. Um, but so I'm sure somebody, I'm sure we could YouTube it. Somebody did it and stop speed. I feel animation. like advertising was way more clever back then, though. Because we always reference old advertising, and I, I don't know what ads. What I'm, else did we reference? Um, the uh, time to make the donuts. Where's the beef? We don't reference that, don't but ever, that's a super. The only other thing one. I've talked about is we. Uh, yeah. I'm just I'm going to disagree. Other Kit than Kat, the donut, I feel like you talk about the Kit Kat a lot. What did I say about <laughs> Kit Kat? The um the little jingle, the Kit Kat jingle. What what episode was that? No, it's not an episode. This is just like behind the scenes. I've never mentioned <laughs> Kit Kats. Okay. This is the galactic center, of really the infinite center. It's beyond the galaxy. Yeah. And um, it's this is a time. This is a time to receive it. And, um, you know, so it's a very sacred energy. And it's a time to be very, quote, spiritually clean. Mm. Uh, so it's interesting that the lust card is really the energy time of sort of spiritual purity. Mm. Purity and the magical tradition means you in your most unadulterated true form and self, um, uncorrupted by the outside influences of, say, advertising. Yeah. Um, and everything else, the, the negative advertising from your parents, mm-hmm. society, et cetera, et cetera. So over time, we just get better at being ourselves, really. Yeah. Somehow we're like, let's get born to a planet where we kind of completely lose sight of that. Right. And veer off course. And so that's like a lot of the planet and then a lot of the planet sorting itself out. Yeah. I think because I went to the chiropractor today and I found out my head is like, I'm like leading with my head. And I think you said it perfectly that I'm, I need to lead with my heart more. Yeah. That's a technique. In Alexander, but, uh, you know, like my spine, I'm leading with my head. That's how I stand. Well, Leo is courage Mm. and courage, which is always like originally a meaning of the heart in French. Um, in Alexander technique, which is a really cool technique to learn about your body. Yeah. Um, and I did it for a while and I definitely learned a lot and I should probably apply these principles a lot more, 
But she would, this woman who'd helped me with it, she would adjust my chest and I would walk and she would just push in gently on my back. And all of a sudden I'm leading from my heart, Mm -hmm. literally my like heart chakra and everything shifted. And I would, I would enter every situation with this, uh, with a different confidence, a different peace and a sense of well-being. Yeah. And uh, that just made sense to me today when you were talking about it. Because then I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess if I really see, like, subtly, your head is moving forward. Yeah. Which well, probably... apparently my head, I know everyone's curious, my head weighs 13 pounds. I don't have but... any reference. Is that a heavy head? Well, they said an average head is somewhere between 10 and 20 pounds. So mine is, like, average. And um, yours might be like 20 pounds. <laughs> I don't think so. I have big hair. I don't have a big okay. head. Yeah. Right, yours might be like 15 pounds. Um, it's like those dogs. You think they're big and then they like cut, you cut the hair for summer and then they're like teeny. They're like the size yeah. of a chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that That's brings good. me to when I got the dog, Pudelia, that we're fostering, I brought her to get uh, washed. Mm-hmm. She, her hair is short. Yeah. But they charged me for a long hair. <laughs> hair well, I didn't I'm get a haircut. Saying. But in L.A., if you get your dog washed at like a doggy spa, even though if the hair is short, but it was a poodle mixed breed, they considered that a long hair. So they charged me long hair bath. I'm, I'm telling you that it's the scam is real. So, uh, but they were actually super nice because I said yeah. we were fostering it. And then they gave me like... Uh, the Humane Society deal. It was yeah. like 20 bucks. Yeah. Totally worth it. Uh, that place was really good, actually. Totally. So they, they were nice. But yeah, the you, it's the long hair haircut even is applies to dogs. I know. Even if your dog hair is short. Yeah. But if it's considered a long hair breed. Well, society cares more about dogs than they do people. So. Um, some of it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but can I just uh, finish... That my head, because I I lead with my head. Apparently, my neck is is um they my neck thinks that my my head weighs twenty four pounds. I wonder how they measure that, but I have no it makes idea. sense. So um, so you are so you're wearing mess. eleven extra pounds of head weight. Yeah. Which really is interesting, especially when we talk about the number three. We always bring up your three karma, which is a lot of thinking. Exactly. Um, but also talking about the ten energy, just of like Lady Gaga, ten is is also one, and one's lesson. The lesson of the number one is to lead with your heart. Yeah. So um, that leaves you some something to analyze and think about. Yeah. Well, I've got five months of uh, chiropractor appointments. Oh, I think it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah, I mean, that's another thing. In in magic, you always look like um, sides like, oh, like I stubbed my left toe versus right toe or something. Like I just like injured. I cut my right hand and then I slammed my uh, thumb mm-hmm. uh, in the window. I was like trying to open the window and I got stuck and then I hit it and it actually bruised. But then at the same time, I don't like to over trip, but I'm like, oh, there's something, my right hand, which is severity in action. So maybe I was just being too like forceful. I mean, yes, I was being too forceful with the window because the curtain was stuck. But those, you know, those little things, there's yeah. definitely things to look at that my subconscious is telling me something like, hey, chill out. Yep. 
So after this, I'm taking the day off. I always like to look at Louise. It's Louise Hay, right? Yeah. I always like to look at her interpretations of... I think there's some good stuff there. It's probably super dated now. Yeah. But I broke my toe and that was all insecurity. And when I broke my toe, I thought I was going to get fired. Even though I made that whole narrative up. Like, at the Toes time... Toes are insecurity? Yeah, I broke my toe and then I was like... Because my boss was like, hey, can we talk? And then, like, later that day or that morning, I broke my toe. And then he wanted to tell me that he loved working with me. <laughs> but I was, like, I was convinced I was getting fired. That, not that exact scenario, but that's literally in the numerology book. It's in the book, About yeah. just tripping out. Yeah. Future tripping. But that's, like, the worst thing. Like, we need to talk. Like, yeah. you know, you're, I think anyone would naturally think that. Or to some degree with the boss that happened to me once too. And then they're like, you're doing a great job. We exactly. My like all day, like bought me, gave me like a gift certificate to some fancy, re- another fancy restaurant. <laughs> um, when I had bosses back when I had bosses, mm-hmm. um, I guess you're the boss sort of. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. You're back the manager. When, back when we had bosses. Yeah. You, you're like the manager. Yeah. Really? <laughs> COO, Chief Operating Officer. It sounds like a, the name of a horror movie, The Manager. It <laughs> <laughs> actually would be a great horror movie, The Manager. But it could be like we satirical. We need to talk. Ka-ching, ka-ching. <laughs> you need those ka-ching uh, sound effects and little yeah. eerie like scratches and things. Yeah. Write it up. Okay. Make an art film out of it. <laughs> So the dog can fall asleep. I feel like we're giving people a lot of ideas for movies right now. Um, yeah, these are great, great <laughs> movie ideas. Uh, just give it, put us, write us in the the credit. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So we have. Oh yeah. So something too I wanted to touch on. With oh, there's the dog. We didn't take her collar off. It's like the jingling. <laughs> She's like scratching. Um, two, with this this high holy energy that we're entering, some of it deals with the invisible Sephiroth on the tree of life called Da'ath, which means knowledge. And that's sort of the invisible realm too, where kind of our, our like those twins uh, live. So we have access to just this high knowledge. Mm. But to to really sum it up, to make it easy, it's just, it really is a time of blessings coming through. Yeah. So it's a time to really write out your blessings and count your blessings too? It's not a writing time. Okay. It's you just an allowing time. You allow. You can ask for things. Okay. Your prayers are deeper. Try to do something sacred every day. Um, and kind of be clean, mm. spiritually, energetically yeah, clean. And, um, it's just a nice time. It's, you don't have to make it hard right now. Okay. Sorry. You My head is still, you want to write now. and you want to think <laughs> you want you're carrying 11 extra pounds of head weight. <laughs> that should tell you 11 is the infinite, the number of infinity. Yeah. So. You're really piling on infinite extra head weight. Mm, yeah. I wonder how much my head weighs. Probably nothing. It's probably go. very They're light. Amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm open to it. Yeah. I've I've gotten a couple of chiropractor adjustments and it was pretty cool. And I had 
uh, gone down a total YouTube rabbit hole of chiropractic adjustment videos. Oh, yeah. That are pretty cool because you'll see people with like massive problems and they're complaining about neck pain for years. And then you hear these insane cracks and then the people just start sobbing. Oh. And I like, I'm like, I want relief like that, but I don't even know from what because I don't feel like I, my te- my neck is intense or anything yeah. like that. But there's something very satisfying. Those are my guilty pleasure videos are literally chiropractic adjustment videos. Interesting. You know how people like, like zip popping and stuff like that I that's can't. a big thing no i think they even made a tv show out of one of those youtube channels um but chiropractic adjustments i because my last week everyone uh my if you didn't listen to last week's episode my neck was really stiff and it was stiff for like five six days and then went to the chiropractor and she just did the whole adjustment and i just started laughing hysterically afterwards so maybe i sort of had that Oh, you should have filmed Experience. it and put it on YouTube. I think they were filming me because they have like a little social media person that's like, hey, can we? And I was oh. like, okay. Well, where, I want to see it. <laughs> I'm going to ask. Uh, did you get any messages with net cures though? No. Oh, okay. I got a couple messages um, for uh, movie recommendations. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. sorry. You know, anybody listening, if you're like, I got to check out this uh Color of pomegranates. pomegranates. (laughs) (laughs) Blame Gina. That's all I got to say. It's a really beautiful film. Um, Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a long, it's an art film. Yeah. It is pretty cool. You'll see what I mean if you see it. Mm -hmm. I think you can rent it for like three bucks. Yep. Amazon. Three nine. What? This is not brought to you by Amazon. I know. Um, even though everybody uses Amazon and it's a handy service, so whatever. whatever. I have one friend, he boycotts everything. Um, he has an Android, but I'm like, just at some point, sometimes you have to give in a little and I hate giving in. Yeah. Cause I'm a resentment boycotter for sure. Exactly. Let me just take off the collar. Um, you're all high in chiropractor adjustments. <laughs> uh so the workshop is on eight eight so we're going live mm-hmm. twelve noon yeah Pacific it's on a time. Sunday yes um but this uh time frame does last it really we can get into two months, so um if you can't tune in to it d- live, don't worry about it, the replay the information. Uh, is is very important. There's going to be... I'm just revealing a lot, and I used to never talk about this time, and I sort of let the New Age 8-8 uh, Lionsgate narrative take over, but yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm trying to put the kibosh. I'm trying to Five of Wands, which is Strife card. I'm trying to, to, th- to thwart all of that. Yeah. And share the deeper teachings, mostly because... There's a lot more that can be had from mm-hmm. this time of year, and it's not one day at all. Yeah. Um, and I th- almost by the time this drops, in about a week, we're, it's really going to ramp up. The energy is really going to be coming full force, and uh, you know we got a really strong about a month, but even into the time afterwards, and uh, you know. And a lot of times, too, when you program things and you receive blessings, a lot of times you receive it 
just because it didn't manifest in the 3D yet, we still have it. So it's in our mm-hmm. energy field. And, you know, sometimes we have to do a little legwork in the here in the here and now and things open up over time. So yeah. it's not always like it, things can happen miraculously fast. Um, but at the same time, sometimes it's just a process. I always think of it as we have these blessings and we have these like spiritual bank accounts. And sometimes we forget that we have them and we don't always like withdraw the funds. Right. And because we get into scarcity and we hold back, we're not sure what to do. And yeah. so, you know, a lot of things put us in scarcity and um, mostly triggered from insecurity. You know, I feel like you and I got into it a little bit the other day and I was like, I don't want to make decisions based on what we don't have. Yeah. And I don't like this notion of cutting corners. Yeah. I always want to expand the edges. Yeah. So you don't like those like. I don't like cutting corners. You don't like delay layover, three layovers to save $50. Oh, for f- no, definitely not. That's you're not saving. I don't like that either. I'm sorry, you're not. If you're a layover cheapskate, like, and you know, you may not actually have enough money, but the hundred dollars that you think you're saving on a flight to go through like hours of your time on a layover, and the or a fast layover that you miss your flight because it's like forty minutes, but you're on the other yeah. end of the or spectrum. Or the bag doesn't get on the plane. Yeah, and all of that. It's not like oh. it never seemed worth. It. There wasn't any money saved i've been in those positions where i've done that except flying to vermont is a layover is inevitable so sometimes you have to go to smaller places yeah but yeah don't cut corners expand your edges okay Ooh, and I don't like even um speak don't even create a budget Interesting. it's more prosperity consciousness to create a spending plan mm. right so of course there's always going to be some idiot who's like overdoes it and wastes all their money you have to be aware of like where your money is going yeah and you should always know how much you're spending you should know how much money you have because that creates a lot more prosperity but this is a time of blessings don't fall into scarcity reframe your language Mm. spending like so instead of saying i can't afford that just say you know what whatever i have two hundred dollars to spend on this or whatever the case is it starts to reframe your psyche and it just opens up a lot more you're not abundance you're not going to open up a lot of abundance why is the universe going to give you anything when all you're concerned about is where you have to hold it back yeah we all have these 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 energetic and spiritual abundant sort of bank accounts is literally how I think of it. Uh, we have to tap in and we do the work that we fill that energy. And so this high holy days, we really fill up that bank account. Ooh, yeah. But we have to remember to access it. Okay. You know, it's the same thing though. If you're just squandering all your money, you're telling the universe, you don't give a shit. Mm. You know, it's the same thing when people need money and then they turn down work. That's like bad mojo. Totally. So you're like, you're praying and you're doing some sort of prosperity meditation for more money than maybe, you know, it may not be the life dream job you wanted, but you have opportunities to make money. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really important to just put it in, even if you're not into it. Yeah. So always be earning. I did that. And I just said yes to the money. And then things shifted and it wasn't that long before I get to do everything that I love and create my own job. Yeah. Um, And that was from 
those, some of those little techniques there. Yeah, I think I remember t- telling you about this book. It was like the last speech, and it was this guy. He was a professor, and he gave his final speech, and it was like le- life lessons. It was almost like that um, book that you would find in one of those little uh, take a book, leave a book. Next to the four agreements. Exactly. And I remember reading this chapter about uh, how the guy was really down and out, but he, his wife just had a baby and he got fired from his job. And the, the only position that, that was hiring was like working at 7-Eleven. And so he he worked at 7-Eleven as the janitor and um, cashier. Like he would mop the floors and yeah. But his the lesson was that no job is beneath you. And I always think of that because I think that like, you know, certain when people, when I interact with people that are like, oh, I really need money, but then there's a job opportunity that they're just like, well, that's not what I want to be doing. And I'm always like, what? Like, that book sounds that? brutally <laughs> uninspiring to me, but I get the point and I ne- see where it's the I read same it when thing. I was like 17, but I always remember uh, that As you one still line. work uh, at a convenience store 17 years later. No, but I'm uh, just saying, I think that that's, I think that's really that valuable. It is really valuable. And just like, you know, I've taken some jobs I didn't love. And one lesson I had was just agree, if you're going to do it, do the job like you're you're committed to the service of it and do it with the utmost excellence mm-hmm. more things will open up you know and then at the same token the other extreme of that scarcity is just being stuck in something because you're afraid to make a change yeah you know so if i was still selling hawking vitamins and making somebody else money for re- relatively not that much money at all um, yeah, that's me not making a change because mm-hmm. that wasn't, that just wasn't ultimately what I wanted to be doing. Yeah. But I think people also get really caught up on always the outside job. Mm-hmm. That's why the magical teaching is always treat your true profession as your spiritual evolution. And from there, it makes whatever the hell your fucking job is that makes you the money to have the life anyway then so be it yeah so don't get i'm just saying this because i i encounter a lot of people that get really hard on themselves like they're some sort of life failure because they're not doing the dream job where they're Mm -hmm. helping people and making money and um you know it's it's not about that like some if you magic you are ingrained from the get-go that's sort of the oath and the commitment you take is to uh, the, your true profession is your is your magical path, but in a broader spectrum, your true profession is your spiritual evolution mm-hmm. and your spirituality. Mm-hmm. So, and and as you really do that, the other things start to open up. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I say often go for the money too. Yeah. You know, and then I like you know, making money. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone should really like that. I think that narrow, oh, I don't do it for the money. Like, then get another job. Like, get a, that's a hobby. Yeah. You know? I mean, I do things that I mean, I are, still want to make uh, my Color of Pomegranates art film. Yeah, but you just want to do that because you want to do that. Exactly. I do feel lucky that I feel like the thing that I love and would want to do the most is the thing that I make money on. But that took me uh, just a lot of years of aligning to a different frequency Mm -hmm. um 
And I've just gotten out of the don't cut corners. Don't you call 11s late bloomers? Isn't that something that you put in the in the book, which I really... Yes. 11 energy field can be a late bloomer. Yeah. It's not like set in stone. Because 11 is like this infinite flow. And you have an 11. I do have, I have an 11 life path. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it just, I felt like on some level it took me a while to line it all up. At least at a certain level. Yeah. That I really wanted. But I, di- I, and part of me, I didn't know it was possible. But my entire life, magical and spiritual um, work, that's always been my job. Mm-hmm. So that's partly where I feel like I've also maybe gotten into a little bit of ruts of just like, yeah, job's a job. Right. You know, but... um you know, it, those, that's how I've made now. some change. Well, 11 is sound. Yeah. So like speaking, podcast, even book. Yeah, it only took me three years to figure out how to set set up a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I blame you. <laughs> it's that Aries energy. I'm like, I blame. Let's, let's buy the equipment and then. It's yeah, that's like cardinal sign energy. Let's <laughs> go. And then I should have. Oh, I had enough fixed sign because we actually started to have some follow through, but we need a mutable sign that finishes it. Mutable sign seals the deal. Anna. Your sister's a Virgo. That's mutable yes. sign. Um, she did help us get some of this organized, but finally you just figured it out. Yeah. That's what drives me crazy about you is you know how to figure everything out really yeah. well and fast. Yeah, but that's so what when drives you me get, crazy about you because you know that about me. So you're like, oh. Gina will figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no. I know you're lying when you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's, you're right. I could probably just figure it out. But You figure out all this stuff. You, f- you ha- created a whole business and a career based on you just figuring something out mm-hmm. that people even go to school for. Yeah. So enough. That's I want to hear it. <laughs> you yeah. were really good at that. Okay. Just take it. All right. Yeah. Um, And I d- will... Yeah, I speak. I essentially speak for a living. That's sound current. I'm an 11 path. Fantastic. What's your path number? 10. Yeah, 10's a star. Yeah. So how much are you putting yourself out there? Um, it's getting better. Okay. <laughs> but not enough. Um, I'm working on my 24-pound head. <laughs> that's a really 11. So that I can really lead from the heart. That's an el- Wait. 12 pounds how much is your head 13 pounds 13 pounds but yeah. you're carrying a 24 pound head yeah this is like the weather like it's <laughs> it's 85 but feels like it's 110 with yeah. the humidity so, so i just it's kind of like what you're saying where like once i feel like once my posture is there then i can i can go into the faking it until you make it yeah, but this and then really, I can just embrace all I, of it. But I love how so much of this ties into numerology, though. Yeah. Because your challenge number is 10. And someone who owns their 10 definitely leads with a confidence from the, your heart. And you're just mm-hmm. like, fuck yeah, I'm awesome. Um, whereas the ch- it's your challenge number. And I feel like that's one of the things okay, but that ties I, into yeah. this. Just like my 11, which can be lazy... And take a while to evolve and is a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. Well, I I have a couple things that I like to blame my bad posture on. One, growing up where Kate Moss was in magazines and models would do that thing where they would like contort their bodies so it looked like they were they were like slouching. 
So I was like, oh, that's, that's what models <laughs> do. And um, yeah, I missed the whole Amazonian era where they were just, you know, Naomi Campbell and... They're Glamazons. Glamazons, yeah. Um, um, I was like, oh, you have to you have to be on heroin and you have to look slouchy. And so you like were doing heroin annoyed. as a child to look like Kate Moss. I didn't know about the heroin. I didn't <laughs> do any heroin. I've never done heroin. But, um, but yeah, so... I don't want to just blame it on that because I once again so I'm just blaming all it on Kate advertising. Moss's fault. No, the whole it's not. Thing. I just remember there was like pound this head. slouchy thing that that models were doing, and I was like, oh, that's like a cool look. But then I think it also was like just being insecure, and then also being taller than everybody else. I was you've like, been my the full, same since forever. I've been the same since forever. So yeah. Um, no, it makes sense. I guess you're the first person I met. Uh, that really got an influence because you hear all these things like women read these fashion magazines and then it's unrealistic or they play with Barbies and develop eating disorders and everything. Uh, it all makes sense, but I just figured, you know, so yeah. hearsay. I didn't have an eating disorder. Um, but I just had bad posture. Yeah, well, no result. more stupid fashion <laughs> magazines. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I could comment a lot on that. I'm not going to. What no. We're looking at nowadays and modeling. Yeah. Um, but we got a rock star. It. It's Leo season. Yeah. So own it. Okay. You're all. All you are awesome. But everybody and listening. Universal you, Yoni. Universal you, Yoniverse. Everything infinite, Yoniverse. Uh, we're all awesome, and like this is meant to be a planet of like an empowered collective of people that we can celebrate each other we can really lift each other up and it this is a prosperous place so hop on the this timeline yes and let's fucking own it i love it Let thy soul be awakened. 